Amen. Certainly appreciate what we can feel. Appreciate a good Christian handshake. Appreciate Sister Tabitha stepping forward. That's not easy. I know that. I know it's not easy to stand up in front of a um, church full of people. I promise you it looks different here looking that way than it is there looking this way. Um, But I appreciate her willingness to follow the Lord. And uh, we're going to gain a good member in a good family. And I'm thankful for that. We've got another one to help us in this fight. And that's exactly what it is, brothers and sisters. We're in a war. Uh, And the enemy, the enemy's not backing down. And so we need all of our uh, soldiers. If you've been saved, you are a soldier of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we need all of our soldiers. There's a old saying I heard one time, this man said, I want to die on the battlefield. I don't know when death will come for me. I don't know what I'll be doing. But I want to die on the battlefield, brother. I want to die serving my Lord. He's been good to me. At the end of the day, according to the Scriptures, when we've done everything that we have been told to do, We'll simply bow our heads and say, Lord, I'm an unprofitable servant. But I'm glad that He knows our frame. He, uh, I'm glad that He chooses to use fallible men like me to preach His Word. I'm thankful that He um, comes down in the midst of His church where people are assembled together in worship and makes His Spirit real. I'm glad for all that I can feel this morning. I'd ask you, I'm still, I'm not going to really preach much, I don't guess, but I'll ask you to turn to, actually, I'll turn to the book of Job. This isn't my thought, but it's a, it's a background. Turn to the book of Job and I'll be, I'll be brief. Um, we all know the story of Job. Um, but sometimes it's good to, to really think about what this man went through. And I'm not really going to talk a lot about Job, probably. My thoughts going to come out of uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, if you want to turn and mark that place. Job chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 4. Again, I understand not much is probably needed in the way of preaching, but I, I'll get this thought off of me and then uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But Job chapter one. There's nobody in this building today that's not had a bad day. I'm confident in that. But I'm also confident that nobody has had a day like this. And one day, Job lost everything he had. Uh, none of us. Have probably well, I shouldn't say none. I don't know. There, there may have been those people down in Florida. We need to pray for them. Uh, Michelle and I were just there on that little island last month, and it's it's destroyed. You can't even get to it now except through a helicopter. Knocked the bridge out. Uh, they lost everything. Um, but I'm glad that if we've been born again, we've got everything we need. Everything else is stuff. But the Lord, as we sing, He's our hiding place. He's everything to me. Uh, I've often said He has shown me the only way you know that He's enough is when you don't have anything but Him. Uh, 
I've been there. And He showed me that if we have nothing but Him, we've got enough. And so Job um, faced a, a trial like very few have ever faced. And we'll begin reading in the first chapter in verse 13. There was a day. Now remember, all of this happened in one day. There was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them, and the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. So he's lost his, he's lost his oxen, he's lost his asses, he's lost his servants, and only one escaped to tell Job the news. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Now he's lost, now he's lost his asses, his, uh, his oxen, his sheep, and his servants. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away. Yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. So what are we up to now? Oxen, asses, sheep, camels, and servants. While he was yet speaking, there came another also, and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. There's... He's lost everything, his sheep, his asses, his oxen, his servants, and now his children in one day. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. Notice what he did. He worshipped. Sometimes it's hard to worship. He lost everything and he worshipped. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Keep that in mind and turn to 1 Peter chapter number 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. Again, this is the thought that the Lord gave me in, in one verse in this, really, or part of one verse in this fourth chapter. Uh, and it's the first part of verse number 12, but we're going to read a few more verses. But it says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part He is evil spoken of, but on your part He is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? 
Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well-doing as unto a faithful Creator. Early on this week, I just had a thought. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you. That's all. Nothing to go with it, just that. Um, but, and I don't know the reason. Uh, it's probably either somebody here today is, is in a fiery trial. Now, there are trials, and then there are fiery trials. At the time Peter wrote this, Emperor Nero, he was a monster of a man. Uh, he was ruling Rome, and, and he set a fire and burned down most of the city. And he blamed the Christians for doing it. And as it began to grow dark at night, this monster Nero would set Christians on fire and light so they would, uh, that was his light. Instead of light bulbs, they didn't have that. He used living beings, Christians, men and women of God, and he would set them on fire and burn them for his amusement. He was an absolute monster. And Peter was writing to these Christians. They had been scattered under that persecution. We in America today, we know no persecution like that. Now we've had it easy, and we've had it good. Now, but the time may very well come that that is coming again upon the face of the earth. It would shock a lot of you to know that Brother Logan has been overseas in battle, and, and uh, it would shock some of you probably to see what he's seen and the way the Christians are treated in a lot of those Arab countries. They are literally fighting for their lives and, and their right to worship the Lord. You ought to be thankful you live in a land that you can come out and serve Him without being persecuted like that. But Peter wrote these to these early Christians to know that there are indeed fiery trials that are to try you. And, uh, and again, there are trials and then there are fiery trials. Uh, uh, what Job suffered under uh, was a fiery trial. And somebody here today is either going through not just any circumstance, but a fiery trial, or maybe you're just coming out of one, or maybe you're fixing to enter into one and you don't even know it yet. But I'm telling you that the Bible says that, uh, that through much tribulation we shall enter into the kingdom of God. In other words, you're going to have days. And, and you might say, why does God uh, let this happen to me? And I read you there in Job. And Job was a good man. One that feared God and eschewed evil. He had taught his children. He prayed for his children. That's what he was doing. He was praying for them and offering sacrifices on their behalf unto the Lord. And God had hedged him in. But the Bible says there came a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before Him to give an account, if you will. And it said Satan also came among them. And God asked Satan, Where for from whence cometh thou? And Satan said from walking up and down in the earth. And I would have you to know, brothers and sisters today, he is still walking up and down the earth. Now Peter says in chapter 5 uh, that he is as a roaring lion uh, seeking whom he may devour. 
and so uh, so fiery trials are just part of the Christian walk. Uh, Satan is seeking whom he may devour. You might think he's only seeking them that are lost. Uh, he don't have to seek them that are lost. They're already his. Uh, but he tries to devour those that have been saved. Uh, that's who he's trying to devour today. And he will send fiery trials. And God allows him to send fiery trials like He did with Job. God simply told Satan, have you considered Job? And Satan said, does Job fear you for naught? You've made his life easy. And no wonder he likes you and serves you. He said, if you'll begin to take that hedge down and let me work on him a while, he'll curse you to your face. See, Satan knows nothing about the Spirit of God. He thought that Job would curse God. Now, there have been times I've been through, I've been through hardships, I've been through horrendous back surgery, I've been through a bankruptcy, I've been through a heart attack, I've been through multiple heart procedures, and I just turned 45. I've been in places where deacons fought against. The Apostle Paul said, without we're fighting, and within we're fears. And he said, besides all of that, the care of the church. Satan sends fiery trials. And there are times God allows that hedge to come down. And you might think, why would a loving God do that? And there have been times I've questioned God. If you've never questioned Him, you've probably never been under a fiery trial yet. But there will come a time that you are. And I promise you the human nature will want to question why. I go to church. I say my prayers. I tithe. I pray. I help the needy. I help the poor. I amen the man of God. I go to revivals. I take my children to church. What more can I do as God doesn't work on the way that we work? His reasons are way above us. Even the saints of God will suffer fiery trials. We must, according to the Word of God, with much tribulation we enter in. Now we sing a song while ago, and it says, With the blood washed foam, I will shout and sing. Now why do you think that rings so good to you today? Because there have been times you've been in a fiery trial. But you know that one day after a while, you're going to stand with the redeemed and shout and sing unto that Lamb of God. Hallelujah for that. It makes that so much sweeter. You can take all that I've learned about God in the good times of my life, and as the old saying goes, that you should probably fit them on the head of a penny. You see, I don't learn much about God in the good times. But it's in those fiery trials you understand who He really is. And that's what He wants sometimes for us to understand. And that's what He wanted Job to understand. And Job had everything. And then He lost everything. But He still did not charge God foolishly. And the times that I've been through in fiery trials, I've not always handled with grace. I lost confidence in me, but I never lost hope and confidence in my God. You see, you cling to Him. As Satan wants you to believe, or Satan believes in his mind, and knowing nothing of the Spirit and the child of God, knowing nothing of a redeemed heart, in his mind he thinks God's children will curse God if He takes away the goodness. Not so. 
Not so. The true, the true, not pretender, not a hypocrite, and not one of those in Matthew 13 that has no depth to you. You see, it's easy to serve God in the good days. It's far easier to serve God when things are going good. But it's in those fiery trials. That's when your metal and your faith is really tested. Because there you understand, do I really, do I really love Him? I say, want to go, you know. And you don't know, rather. And you don't know He's enough until He's all that you've got to cling to. But it's in those fiery trials. It's in those fiery trials. I said, Job, you can read the 23rd chapter. He said, oh, that I might know where to find Him. He said, I went to the left and He's not there. I went to my right and He was nowhere to be found. He said that I might know where I might find Him. There are times you might... You might disagree with this, but I would say unto you it's happened to me. And there are times, you know what God does? And you know what God does? There are times that, that He simply withdraws for a moment. Just to test your metal and your faith. I'm not saying He's not with you, don't get me wrong. But there have been times, I don't know about you, maybe it don't bother you, that there have been times I've went days without hearing His voice. And that bothers me. That bothers me deeply and greatly. When you try to pray and you can't get through, it's in those times that Satan would say, just curse God. Job's own wife said, just curse God and die. And Job, Job being a saved man, said, the Lord gives and He takes away. You see, He can take away everything, but He can't take away the love in my heart for Jesus Christ. And so Peter was talking to these people about fiery trials that are to try you. Abraham, when he, when he was told to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice, God didn't do that. God already knew what Abraham was going to do. He gave Abraham that test so Abraham would know for sure that he was believing in God. He said so that Abraham would know. You see, the fiery trials Sometimes decisions and bad decisions and ungodly decisions from a child of God can lead to fiery trials. But sometimes they come upon you when you've done nothing to deserve them, yet they come anyway. Why? Because Satan is as a roaring lion walking up and down in the earth going to and fro and he's trying to devour you. And so it's a war. It's a constant struggle. But my friend, think it not strange. It's not a strange thing. It's happened to men and women of God since the dawn of time. And it'll still happen until He comes back. But when He comes back, the Bible says the whole first first Peter, all five books, you know what it's about? All five chapters of that book, rather, it's about suffering. And he said, Christ, in chapter 3, has also suffered. See, you join the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ in your suffering. That's where you really connect with Him. It's when the chips are down. It's when you're down for the count. It's when you're like Elijah. And Elijah, the great man of God, prayed, Lord, it's enough. Take my life. I've seen enough. He just wanted to be done with this life. Satan was 
had him down for his count and going for the jugular. And so God sent an angel and said, Elijah, rise up and eat. You see, just when you're at your weakest, that manna will fall from heaven to the true child of God. And you eat of that food. And he said, rise and eat because your journey is too great. And you see, it's in the times where you have nothing to hold on to. You still cling to the promise of God. And that promise will ring true. And just when you think you can't go any further, you'll get some nourishment from above. You'll get that manna from above. And you say, rise and eat. Your journey is great. Satan would have you leave that food alone. And just let it sit there. And just give up. But he said, thank you, not strange. It's not a strange thing that's happening to you. I don't know who this is for, but somebody is about to experience it. Or is right now. All I know to tell you is when you can't think of anything else, hold on to Jesus Christ. And hold on to His Word. And hang on to His promise. I've been through physical pain. I've been through, from all accounts, probably a severe mental breakdown. I've been through bad times. I've been through trying times. Through it all, I clung to my God. You see, the trials... Satan don't understand But if you're really born again, they don't cause you to get mad at God and run away. There are times my daddy spanked me. And there are times my granny spanked me. And my mama spanked me. And they spanked me hard. I was spanked with switches. And dad was a carpenter. I've been spanked with clown molding. Anything around. But you know what? You know what it did? It didn't make me hate them. I just wanted to crawl up in their lap and say, I'm sorry. You see, the true child of God in the fiery trials will not run from God, will run to God. And say, just lift me up and pick me up. Job said, I've looked everywhere, right and left. Where can I find Him? You ever been there? I've been there. I've been there when you think He's nowhere around. Like Mary and Martha buried their brother, he was nowhere to be found. I've been through times in my life and days on end, searching and seeking. Why would God do that? It made me love Him more. That's what it did. You see, it makes you long. I don't have to tell you if you're cold and indifferent this morning. You know that. You can feel that. Somebody in here might be in that condition. Don't be ashamed of it. Just get it fixed. Get it right. Come back with all your heart. For I've been there too. Cold and indifferent. But the fiery trials, they don't make the true child of God run away. No, no, no. They just make us love Him all the more. And so Job, in the midst of his trials, his wife had turned on him his three or four best friends had turned on him. Everybody turned on him. Job sat in a heap of ashes, scraping his sores with a piece of pottery. From the sole of his head, from the crown of his head, the sole of his foot was covered in bone. And there he sat in the ashes with a piece of broken pottery, scraping himself. And his wife and his friends was saying, just curse God and die. You're a sinner. 
and Job held on to God. Hold on, my dear friend. He's not forgot about you. The Bible says in the last verse I read, just commit your soul to Him as the faithful Creator. That's what Jesus had to do on the cross at Calvary. He said, Father, see we when we die as a saint, as a child of God, we, we, we know we've got a spirit within us. We've got testimony within the Word of God. We've got testimony in our own heart. We know that we shall live again. Why do we know that? Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And He's the first fruits. See, when He died, He had no comfort. You say, He don't know. I had Him saying 209. Because it says Jesus knows all about my struggles. He knows. He was on the cross. And you know what? He couldn't find the Father. He said He's not here. Why have you forsaken me? Don't tell me Jesus don't know that hurt. He had no comfort. He had no spirit present. He was hanging there all alone. And what did He do? Into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he had faith in the operation of the Father. He rose from the dead. We, on the other hand, because He rose, we've got a spirit that connects with His spirit and we know that we're going to rise because He rose. If He had still been in the grave, our faith would be in vain. There'd be nothing to it. But He rose. And because He rose, all of those that die in Him will rise also. But before that time comes, I promise you, you will go through fiery trials. Some of you this morning have recently buried your children. I can't. I don't have children. So I can't. I don't know what you're going through. But I know that hurt of loss. I have experienced that. As far as a child, I, I don't know. But I know it's got to be the hardest hurt that you've ever had in your life. But there is one that knows all about those struggles. And He will guide you the day is done. That song said, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. There's nobody like him this morning. There's nobody that I can go to. And my wife has been a saint to me. And I tell her things. And she helps me as best she can. But there are times nobody can help me but Jesus. So go to him. Because there is a fellowship there. Because there is not one fiery trial that you will ever go through that he's not already walked. He was born. He wasn't even born in a, in a hospital. He was born in a stable. Even in his birth, there was no room for him. And they laid him in a place where cattle fed him. He was born to a poor little virgin. She didn't have much. How do you know that preacher? Because of what they offered. You see, when they brought forth the firstborn male child, According to the law of Moses, they would have to present gifts and sacrifices unto God. 
And, and the word that Moses gave was if you can't afford, if you're not have enough money to provide an ox or a lamb, you can just simply bring two turtle doves. And when they took Jesus to be circumcised, the Bible said they took two little turtle doves. He was born to a poor little virgin and a carpenter. We don't know much about his life up until 30 years old, but I promise you, it was a life of hardness. Because the Bible says that he is a man of sorrow. And he's acquainted with grief. You know what it is to be acquainted with something? If I'm acquainted with you, I know you. He knows grief today. He knows trouble. He knows being poor. He knows the loss of friends. He knows what it is to have a friend that you love betray you into the hands of sinful men. He's walked that path. He knows what it's like to walk all alone. And his twelve best friends left him. And he walked the Via Dolorosa by himself. He knows to walk alone. There are times that that's how you're going to feel. There are times that that's how that roaring lion wants you to feel. Alone. With nobody to help. Jesus knows all about your struggles. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, but commit your soul unto Him as unto a faithful Creator. In those times of doubt, doubt, I've doubted everything in my life. From the time I was a child, it's just, it's just been my nature. So I've doubted everything. There are many times I've doubted God. But He's never let me down. Joshua, when they finally crossed over and made it to the promised land, do you know what he said? He said, not one thing that God promised you has failed. When I finally cross over, there will not be one promise that He's failed. But He remembers. And He knows His bride. And He knows His children. And I'm glad He's a present help in a time of trouble. Think it not strange what you're going through. You're not the only one that's ever been there. There have been countless those that come before us. Think it not strange as a church that we're not seeing anybody saved. There have been dry spells before. Satan, would ha he has me dialed. Are you the right man for that job? Are you the right pastor? Are you effective enough? He, he, he comes at me with everything he's got. And I have to fight him off. And I can't do that alone. But there is one that helps me. The one that called me. The one that saved me. And the one that's been good to me. He lifts me up. He's a good God. Whoever it was for, that's my message this morning. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. If it's not happened yet, hold on. It's bound to happen. I promise if you are indeed living the life that God wants you to live. Now if you're out in the world, you probably won't have very many. But the closer you get to God, the hotter those fiery trials will come. I promise you. You might say, preacher, that don't sound fair. Well, life ain't fair. It wasn't fair to my Lord. 
They crucified Him. Don't talk to me about faith. But the closer you get to God, Paul said, when I want to do good, I find that evil is present. And the closer you get to God, the more and the hotter those fiery trials are going to come. But let them drive you into the arms of Jesus. People get mad over silly things. They leave the church. They take their families out of the house of God. If that's the way it's going to be, I'll take my family and I'll go somewhere. If that's your thought, I want you to come here. If that's your thought, then go. We want people to have a mind to serve the Lord. I didn't say that to be mean and hateful. Please don't misunderstand me. Don't let little things, a church this size, we're going to disagree. Don't let little things hinder you. That's a fiery trial that will not only try you, it will try the church. The church goes through fiery trials. It's not a strange thing. If you know somebody that has left over something that's silly, reach out to them. If God gives you those words, reach out and bring I'd love to see it. I'd love to see a full house. We better wake up. I just read and I'm done, but it said the righteous will scarcely be saved. If that's the case, where will the ungodly and sinner appear? It said that judgment must begin in the house of God. And so it does. But all of us are going to be judged. Saint and sinner alike. But if you're a child of God and walking in His path and working His will and doing everything He tells you to do, at some point you're going to face a trial in your life like you've never faced before. It will happen. You just remember what I'm telling you. God is not He's not absent. He's there. He's there. There are times you might not feel Him. There are times I can't see the sun for the clouds, but the sun still shines. And so God is still on the throne. He's not forgotten about us. And He's not left us alone. Commit your soul unto Him. Serve Him when it's hard. Serve Him when it hurts. Serve Him when you have no joy. Serve Him when you have no happiness. You take out the book of God and you fall on your face and you serve God in the hard times. And He will exalt you in due time. Come and hold with a song, brother. That's all I've got. Let's sing on two people now.